Okay, guys. Hi. It is uh, Thursday, September. What day is it? September 12th. Well, the day after September 11th. That's right. And um, this is, we haven't done a podcast in such a long time. We have our special friend Chloe here. She's not. She's only in here on Thursday. So special friend. Special. <laughs> <laughs> guest star. Yes. The guest star. Our special friend. I always like that phrase, editor at large. So whatever the equivalent is for, for our podcast. Right. Okay. Right. Okay, that's that's a good I'll one. Sure. Yeah. sure, I'll take that. I'll take it. Um, so we've been, you know, we're always chatting around the office, and we wanted to continue our conversation because we do tend to chat on for a very long time, and sometimes it goes on as the longest story in the entire universe. And we're very sorry about that, but... Have a lot to talk about. We always have a lot to talk about. We are very opinionated people. That's right. But, but I don't think you should apologize. We're not sorry about it because no, people no. love the show. We love doing it. It's just if it's going to be long format like this, we need to. Yeah, and I think it. I yeah. think it's nice. Like we get to sit down and we were just chatting about. You know, we do talk about a lot about this in our office, and I, I did see that so many people did write in about this. So I think everyone's thinking about it, but they don't have a lot of people to talk to about it or. You don't talk about it, which is about anxiety. And I think anxiety is something that we all have um, in our own different ways. And I feel like young people, I don't remember when I was growing up that, that I didn't even think that was a thing. I mean, I, I guess you thought it was you're being nervous, but it's not like, oh, you have anxiety when I was growing up. Nobody ever talked about it. Right, no. nobody ever talked about it. But what was interesting... You were anxious before a test or before right. something or you're like that. feeling nervous. didn't just hit you like a... Right, but I think wall. it's like a, a language... It's a, something that I think my kids who are 11 and 12, they use. Like, they're like, I think I have anxiety before a test or whatever. I'm like, well, I think there's like a very fine line, too, of mixing up, like, genuine nerves. And this is, like, I have literally gone to therapy for anxiety. Right. There's a difference between having nerves before going to a party or something Correct. or a test and actually, like, having to go to an anxiety rate. Like, Correct. there's a difference. And I, I, I don't know, it's kind of, like, worries me when people mix up the two because yeah. I feel like people wiggle out of things a lot now. Like, they're, you know. You could just use that for like, whatever. Like, I get such anxiety about this. I'm like, of course you're supposed to be nervous. You have a big test tomorrow. It's okay to... To that's go right. through these nerves, like you can't constantly avoid nerves. Like I agree, and I think that's exactly like they're melting together a lot, and it bothers. And I think I think we talk about this a lot, where when you do have true anxiety, it handicaps you from doing anything, including leaving your so home. That's interesting. Yeah. So is anxiety then, in the proper sense, when it's unjustified or irrational, or how do you, how do you? I mean, I think, uh, like... How do you distinguish between being legitimately nervous about a test or some, getting a married, you know, whatever, uh, something versus... Like, for me, like... <laughs> oh, there goes man. Like, for me, it would disrupt my life. Where right. I would, like, because you're constantly thinking, because there's also other things, like, mine was driven, obviously, by my alcoholic Right. You know, and, but there are also things where it's just this out-of-control feeling where... Like, uh, and it would debilitate you to the point where it's like, if I leave the house, this can happen, and this can happen, and this can happen, and it's, you, you constantly have that, like, pit in your stomach, yep. where it's from, like, think of the nerves you have before a test, but all the time, never going away. Right. 
And it's with every, I think from what I understand it now is like with everything that you're doing, you know, so it could be like you said, leaving your house or even deciding if you're going to do X, Y, and Z. It's so debilitating and it's such a, it's such a crazy, like it's, it's, it's just such a hard thing, you know, and that's what, and it looks like a lot of people who have anxiety look very put together on the outside, like Mm -hmm. very they're on time because you're having anxiety about being late so you're always on time you right do things perfectly because you don't want people to go at you about something so everything's checked every you know yeah and that was kind of the place i've at least taken in my family it's like oh this is the person who always has it together and then that causes it more on it right you're like ah, you're like white knuckling though yeah because I think, well, I, I don't have that. I just, I know I just get nervous. And I think that's a normal thing. I'm not going to ever say I, I'm going to say I, I feel anxious, but it's like, it doesn't debilitate me. But if you worry, yeah. I think though, if you, but it's also like, there, there can be extreme, but there can also be loops. Like, you can get into loops. Like, constantly that negative, like, mm-hmm. this can go wrong, this can go wrong, yes. this can go wrong, yes. this can go wrong. Like, you have to get out of it, get out of it. And I think that's what we're saying is, yes, of course, you could seek therapy, and that helps a lot, and I think that's encouraged for sure because I think it's really important to talk about it, and I think therapy is great for anything, first of all. I totally believe in that, that you should talk about it. Um, some people have to take meds for it, which I think for some people with extreme anxiety, I think it's the only way for you to Yeah, I think there's some out. people. I never took anything because I wanted to get to the root of it personally because yeah. I'm like, that's just how I approach things, that I'm like, okay, there's got to be a psychological reason why. Yeah. And it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. And then you just don't make a decision and then you can't do anything. So I think Yeah, or you just like stay in because you like, oh, I don't want to do this and you can't deal with this. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's such a real thing, and it's I think people just don't talk about it. People don't talk about it because people don't want to talk about hard things a lot of times. I mean, we're not doctors, but that's maybe a useful way to look at it is when it starts to impact just getting through your normal day. That's when I like so much of this is weird. I'm turning into a freak. Like, so I would go home and check to make sure my doors were locked. And I was like, this isn't normal. That's not a normal thing. Or, or it, these things turn into, I've seen when I've, you know, been around people now who really have anxiety, it turns into things like you have OCD because that's the way you control this thing, you know, this thing, like you have control, like, so you have to clean, yeah, like everything has to be cleaned so perfectly and like, there's just all these things that you have to control. Oh, you feel out of control in this place so that you seek control in another place. Yes. Mm -hmm. And And that, that somehow gets you to be like, I'm in control of my anxiety. Same thing with anorexia and and those kind of things as well. Yeah. It all stems from some other. And that's like what my therapist had said because it was like right around the time we were dealing with like really heavy stuff with my brother. Yeah had been with like my grandpa why he died like all this stuff was happening at once and she's like your brain is trying to control something when all this other big giant stuff is out of control and i was trying to be there for everybody and i couldn't and so she's not trying to find these little weird things and it's weird like you start being a weird person you've got to recognize that it's yeah but i i think it all goes back to now as i'm around it a lot more in terms of dealing with people um with issues i find that because before, I don't know, I just kind of didn't really talk, you know, like it just didn't, when we were growing up, it just never really 
I guess we're not, we never had that around. Well, I don't, an awareness thing. Yeah, and awareness. so I think yeah. um, what I'm finding is people need to talk about it, and I think, and I also think that it's it's like your your, your brain is like a part of your body. It's an you know, it's so just like anything else, and the the idea that people don't talk about what's going on in the brain, like that, you, we will talk about physical illness. Oh, and it's totally fine. fine. Like but it's fine to have a sprained ankle. If you say I'm having a hard day, it's suck it up. Well, look, it comes you know? back. You know how we we find inspiration in Jocko? Mm-hmm. When he actually had, he was saying from a different perspective, obviously, what you guys are saying, and where it clicked for him and his way of thinking was when they use the metaphor, because he comes from a military background, of a mechanic and a vehicle. He was like, well, if something happens to the vehicle, you go take it into the shop and you get it checked. And yeah. in this area, like every other, like he's talking about a broken leg or whatever, but again, it's just an organ in your body. It's like, well, they have ways of treating it. And exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you can't walk, I'm not going to be like, hey, don't go see a doctor and just walk on it, you know? But I feel like it's true. Like, Sucks if you're out. like, I'm so nervous, you're like, well, then just get over it. But it's not, that's not possible. And it I think that's like critical. This weird world we're entering into, though, where I do think, like we were talking about, where it's a fine line right. of when are you enabling like that. Like, exactly. I'm like, you have to get through it. Like, that's why I'm seeking a definite, a workable right? definite. Right? It's really it's hard. That's hard. Too. Without a doctor. Without it's a doctor. Especially without a doctor. And there's no problem going with like, that. Yeah. But I think there's, I think what could encourage people out there if they're feeling this way like it's okay to talk about it so even if you could just talk about it with someone maybe they could help you and be like hey maybe you should go see a doctor or oh i have it you know i get that like because you're so embarrassed to talk about it well that was the example that responded with you the other resonated with you the other day on this tv show when you saw the ambassador of the u.s i got her book right she was actually uh, she's following me i swear to god she was on andrea mitchell today and it's just she's such a put together person that I would never imagine that she had such anxiety. Yeah, it, it looks very... Like, everything yeah. else is so controlled. So then, though, like, can you imagine when somebody says that to you over and over again, you're so put together. Oh, don't worry, they'll it's be more pressure. Like, it's more pressure that <laughs> I can't crack. Right, and I can't talk about Which it. Which you were trying to solve by being organized. Exactly. No, that's crazy. It's, it's a... It's, it's really crazy. And I think one uh, one of our uh, friends out there who wrote in today, we were talking about anxiety yesterday. Guys, can I take a change of gears and a oh. pause? Our lawyer who lives in a sprinter van just pulled up. <laughs> I, I just saw him too. I see him around my neighborhood too. He'll be parked on the streets up there. Is, is he living in that neighborhood? I think he's living in it because it'll be like overnight in some place. Does he take a shower in there? Yeah, he's clean. But it's. He you know, seems to be based in this large Navy sprinter. Because he built it by himself. But, you know, that's like my dream, though, to be to go on vacation. Oh, no, thank you. I can't. I I can't. Because you know what? That bathroom would freak me out. (laughs) Chloe's like silent. I can't can't do like a small space with a bathroom in it. That's just weird. I don't know if I use the bathroom. I know, but the fact that I know it's there, I find it really like freaks me out. Like it would smell. You have someone make a pretty one so then it looks good. Has nobody not noticed it? It's 
I mean, people share. do not care about that. Okay. But what if you're having a really nice party and then you have a barbecue? You're having a really nice party with a barbecue. It's like it's masked. Wow. It's and sometimes it's like Very there. Few people notice it. But I, I ours is underneath, closed in a door. The only time you get it out is when you take it out, walk into the car to get it. And you right. But then sometimes when you're having a party, if there's extra ones, and then they're so hanging out, and I'm like, this hands. just got ruined. You're being unreasonable. It is unreasonable. Okay, let's go back to the anxiety issue. <laughs> that gas station just opened, by the way, and I stopped in. Like, oh, yeah, Marinda. And they said good. we're vouching to have the best price in, in La Marinda. We, the where the price The one on the ramp on the other Next side of town. Next to Casa Oh, that was a Valero? Yes. Uh, they reopened. Interessant. <laughs> I like that. Very good. I still Sorry, like guys. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so... We're going to go back and talk about this anxiety issue. And I think what's really interesting is um, one of our friends out there wrote, um, how she gets over it is every day I look for the sunshine and remember my blessings. Gratitude is really a gift that gives back to you. And I think it's really true. And that goes back to what was that um, show that I was watching with um, Brene Brown? She had the same thing. It all goes back to gratitude. And I think it's really fascinating. And I think if you think about it that way, I think if you have that kind of... Was that? Was that on Netflix? Yes. And I think think her whole thing was, you know, feeling that gratitude. I think it's also, like, when your brain naturally goes that way, like, you can't dwell on negative crap because your brain will go to that place and then you'll find everything that's wrong. That's why it's a conscious effort to wake up every morning. Like she said, find the good thing because you'll always be able to find the bad things. So it's not rose-colored glasses. I'm very aware of, like, as you guys know, things that can go wrong. I'm not going to dwell on them. I have to train my brain. So minimize the time you focus on them. Don't ignore them. Don't live in denial. Yeah. And and spend and consciously try to spend more time on positive. Yes, conscious. It's a conscious thing. It's a conscious effort. It's like blue dotting. Yes. It's like blue dotting, and I feel like this is the other thing. I think you could get so handicapped by your anxiousness and your like just feeling so down that then you don't want to do anything. And then everything around you is kind of a disaster. We start seeing everything that's wrong with it. If right. We approach things that way. And yeah. And remember, well, it becomes a fulfilling prophecy too. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're just like, it's so much that you're like, okay, I just don't want to, I don't even need to want to deal with it. And, and then I, the reverse is true too, right? If you're focused on the positive all the time, then that becomes more of a self fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. Right, so I feel like, you know, remember we were watching that woman on Netflix and she was saying, you know, before you even start doing all these things, like I want a blue dot, I want to do all these great things, you need to just clean up your surroundings. Yes. And I think oh, that's... Condo, no, the other, that woman that was doing that show. And she, I know who you're talking about. The, she had the long hair. Yeah, the brown hair. Yeah, but I thought that was really yeah. interesting. Like, it's so true. It's like, maybe you just need to clean up your room. Mm-hmm. Or make sure you make your bed every morning. Like I have to make my bed every morning, and I've always been like that since so I was kid. I cannot go home and see a messy bed. Somehow that's really like well, is it, really what, it's is a little one? unsettling. Like yeah. you go to get in it, and it's or like you walk in your house and you're like, Ugh, you just went to go to your room and you're like, oh, I can't believe I left it like that, you know? So I think things like that. There's such small things. Make your bed. Clean up. You know, like don't think about cleaning up the entire room. Like Matt's trying to clean the garage right now. And I think what he's doing is really good. Like, if you think you're going to just clean up the entire garage, it'll never get done. But maybe, like, once a week, let's take a box out 
And then it adds up, the, the accumulation. I think that, and then I see that with exercise. Don't think you're going to run a marathon right now, but it's just the small little tiny things, but you have to be disciplined and keep doing it. Well, we the, found that here at work, too. And it's, it's very, but here's the thing, you be disciplined and do it, and like, of course that, but you also can't, if you don't go through with it, beat yourself. Let your world explode. Let your road, yeah, let it don't let that happen. And now I stop because now I say, oh, this is all wrong, blah, 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 because then you go into the loop and it's just... Correct. And then, you, and then it's debilitating mm-hmm. and you don't get any of it done. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like if you can just crack little tiny things, and yeah. I think cleaning up your surroundings is so critical, just knowing what you have and simplifying that, I think then cleans the air and cleans your mind to do other things. And, and also, I think though, like there's a lot of things with anxious people, it's like sensory things are supposed to help you a lot. So that's why I... <laughs> Essential oils are really yeah, big smells. Me, or flowers or being outside, yep. sounds, listening to birds, like because that's just really calming, calming for me to be in nature. And I, you know you what, know. This, it's totally true. Yeah. And I feel like even be with animals. silly things, like I feel like getting dressed, mm-hmm. getting dressed and how you look that day really does change your mindset. So if you are so down and you're like, I can't do anything, and you're just in your sweatpants all day. Get dressed. Well, I'm. Mean, it's hard, but it's it changes your out. Well, those look. first few months after my brother died, I remember just it's so weird. I'm like, if I take a shower today and just get ready and make myself look okay, like I'll feel like yes, accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll feel a little bit better to just not dwell in this super. I mean, of course I dwelled in it, but like I'm like I'm going to make sure. Yeah. I get up, wash. <laughs> blow dry my hair, put a little bit of makeup on and you know how, like, I just pushed myself, because it makes you feel just a little, a little bit better. Easier said than done. I think it's really critical. Way easier said than done, because they're doing others. And I I was telling Marissa this, and I was telling Matt, I said, you know, when, what, a year ago, a year and a half ago, when our friend Katie died, she, it was um, shocking, and debilitating, you know, like, you're just, like, in shock, but we started doing these stories, and that really changed things. It was very weird. I felt like I had to get dressed. It just changed the way, like, that really changed um, and got us to keep moving forward. And it changed also how we worked and the product we were putting out, because for some reason you just decided, like, screw it. We're just going to do this, and it got us up. And it's true. It's like, it's just, it was weird. You just have to like have these things or else you will be debilitated. Yeah. Movement is life. It is. But I, it's interesting because I remember the first time you guys asked me, you're like, are you ready to do a story? Yeah. Just like, and remember I told here. you? I said, let's do a story because this is how I got out of my fuck. Mm-hmm. And don't you think that it No, helped? it definitely helped. It definitely helped and it helps like coming in. There's so many times I just like, like just what? Yeah. Like, earlier this week, I went to go call my brother and I'm yep. like, oh. They're and not there. <laughs> but but I find so much um, comfort also in just doing this these stories and then people writing in because I find that there's so many people out there who feel the same way, and we're so not in a community where we can talk to people. We That's do a disadvantage to each other by not opening up. It doesn't mean you have to like share everything under the sun, but just being like, yeah, I deal with this, and then it kind of normalizes it a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to. You know, like, I, I have a personality that's just much more comfortable with sharing things. Not everybody's that way. That's but. right. But I also feel like then you feel like, oh, you know, when you see someone and they're so perfect and you're like, they're just so perfect. Come on. 
But when they're just like, oh, that perfect person has all these issues, you're like, whoa, okay. Yeah, when you take the mask off a little. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, all right, cool, you know, and so I think it's really important to talk to people. That's a big deal, too, that whole fakeness of social media and representation, all these fake realities. No one looks like that, you know? You know, and it's like some of these um, social media where they're so polished, I'm like, really? You have a baby. Like, how do you look like that all day? Well, it's funny. It's crazy. There's, there's two things. Holy watch OC Housewives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was on Gretchen Rossi's Instagram yesterday, and all her filters of her new baby are all, like, all, all her pictures, they're all heavily filtered. You want her new baby, and I'm like... But that makes me feel like... like <laughs> it makes me feel bad. Like... Is that what you like? But you know that's not realistic. You well, can't look like that. Well, even but it makes me feel a little bit better because on Daily Mail this morning, they they had to put Shanina Shake, the supermodel, okay. showing how she oh, like, like doctors her photos, and I'm like, she's beautiful, and she's still thinning her legs in photos and doing things like she's. Everybody's still got something they don't. Everybody feel has something about. like not. Everybody. They all do. But yeah. I see I'm conflicted too because I think. There's aesthetic value in perfect layouts, you know, but just don't be phony. Yeah. So the thing that bothers me is when you see these Instagram worlds and the lives they're living where they're pretending it's one way and it's not. That's right. what I personally look at. If it's perfect and if it's Hollywood and it's something where we all we know this is phony, this is an artifice, we, this is an escape, this is perfect and not real, that's cool. I'm cool with that. It's that's art, it's, it's another world, but when you're representing to me that like this having is a, a pretty propane tank you just had a baby two <laughs> days ago and this is what you look like and you're trying to pretend that's real yeah that i don't i don't like phony it's true and it makes you feel weird like okay that's not real well i mean and i think we can see it you know but i think of my like, nieces and nephews who yeah they're young they don't they young, can't they think they that's the way they just it look yeah strive for something like that or they're so influenced by instagram it's not real kid. and that's causing so much anxiety in children uh, to live up to that, which is totally not even like realistic. So, on that note, that's, um, a, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I think the oh. next podcast, yeah, <laughs> that we want to talk about is um, finding your purpose. And I, I think Joma, joy of missing out. Joy of missing <laughs> out. Oh, I think I have that too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really social in that way. I have much joy when I'm like, whatever, I don't want to go. Anyways. Maybe, That's it. maybe the true nirvana is when you're not even aware you're missing out. Um, that's true. Are okay. you going to touch on your empty nesters thing? Yeah, we'll do that next time because that's time. a that's a whole new thing because I think that's that's a that's something that people all come in here to talk about. Right? Like that's something that comes up every single time I talk to someone, and I'm like, okay, it's interesting, and I think people don't talk about that. So, anyways, that's it. Go back to work. And thank you. Bye. See you next time. Bye.